Hey, gold miners. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, back for a Goldmine podcast. And I'm proud to say that as a guest, we have Johannes, a celebrated artist, has done a ton of album art out there that you'll recognize. And we're going to go over specific album art, some from the past, some new. And Johannes, welcome. Hey, how are you, man? Thank you for the kind words. And uh, first, I want to say before we get to some of the stuff. Um, now, you, man, you've done so many album, so much album art that it's hard to pick. If you had to pick a favorite, would you have one? Yeah, and I know you were going to ask a, a question like that. I've been asked that before. To be honest with you, I really not. I mean, I because um, I. I've done, I have favorites in the different genres that I've done, to be honest. But there isn't one particular one that I can point to and say, okay, yeah, this is the, like the definitive one. I guess my favorite one is whatever I'm going to do next. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's really kind of the truth because even uh, I, I, they're the ones that I think I got it right. And sometimes you don't even know that till a few years after. You know, you you're so much in the fog of creating it and the back and forth and the pressures, uh, either from the record label, the band, or the management, so on. Uh, and you just sort of, you know, just get it out there, and then you may come back to it three or four years later. You know, you kind of look and you go, you know, I got that one right. That one, that one, that one works. You know, you can look at it with an open mind. Uh, I've had that experience. It must know? be a good feeling. Uh, it is, and and other times I thought I, I done something good, and then went back and I looked at it. And I was like, ah, oh, jeez, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I had a chance to do that again, you know. Um, well, I'll, so, I'll tell you mine. My favorite, I think, is the Allman Brothers Band, uh, the 1994 album where it all begins. And I'm I'm not a huge Allman Brothers fan, but um, and I'm you know I'm not a huge drug user, but the Mushroom um on that album it's just it's more than the subject matter it's just a beautiful painting a beautiful piece of art um maybe you can explain a little bit that leads us right into my my question about picking out certain albums that you've done almart uh how the creative process works and how these ideas for how they're culminating um and the reaction of the fans to each one if you can i'm sure fans reach out to you and oh god yeah yeah the female i i guess that makes it a lot of fun uh they come up with theories and ideas that i wish i i had thought of when i was creating it <laughs> you know that's the amazing thing about fans and i and believe me i know where they're coming from because i am i am a music fan i i, I the whole reason I got into this i was on the other side daydreaming when i was a kid about how i wanted to be in the in circle, to work with musicians, to be part of that world, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was such an improbable um, series of circumstances that caused that to happen. Um, to get to the Elman Brothers uh, album thing, uh, album cover, it was, uh, it was an interesting time in my life. Uh, my daughter had just been born. Um, I had eventually, walked away from being the creative director at a record label 
uh, and I was really kind of unsure what I wanted to do. Um, I also had just lost my mom uh, to cancer. So it was a really difficult time in my life. And uh, I decided I just, I, I would go back to doing that. And I was just kind of burnt out being a, uh, an art director, a creative director. <coughs> and I wanted to go back to, um, <coughs> to doing what I love best, which was drawing a painting. So um, a friend of mine was uh, representing me set up a meeting with the uh, manager and it was really to meet with them just so i can uh do some uh they were getting i, I did, first of all i did, hadn't didn't know they had reformed which they had and they were trying out dates they were going to go on the fourth tour i remember and um i was going to do some merchandising design so i thought yeah that'd be kind of fun and i went up there and i had brought some ideas along and i met the manager up in boston and um last minute I thought you know I'm just gonna bring one of my paintings along I don't know what possessed me but I just wanted to show him like what I could paint like um, so I'm showing him the ideas and uh, uh, we're home and uh, I you know I, I could tell you know because I've been doing it long enough when I'm not getting through and I thought he had just no interest in what I was talking about I figured well there goes that gig well he kept doing this looking over my shoulder at the art of painting and at one point he said to me, you know, forget about all these t-shirt ideas. Do you have time to do a record cover? I'm like, what? And he's like, do you have time to do a record cover? And I, I'm like, why? He goes, because we're recording an album right now down in Jupiter, Florida. I'm like, wow, the, oh, wow, the band's doing a new album. He goes, yeah. And uh, he goes, yeah, let me show you something. And he goes and he brings you a bunch of art. And I recognize who it was. It was the guy for the Grateful Dead, Kelly Mouse. He said, here's some of the ideas he had shown me. He goes, but I recognize all these. I don't want any of these. I, I know I've seen these before. These are reject ideas for the Grateful Dead. I want our own stuff. He goes, you know, Dickie drew something, he goes to me. So he shows me this drawing of this mushroom with a bunch of naked girls dancing around it. <coughs> and he goes, what do you think about that? I said, well, you know, I, I get, you know, I get the mushroom idea. I'm not sure about the naked girl dancing <laughs> around it, you know. <laughs> That's going to work. He said, all right, well, listen, here's what I want, man. I want you to take the mushroom to the next level. There's your brief. Cool. Said, wow. So, okay. And I said, how much time I got? You got a week. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> That's so, awesome. yeah. so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so, you know, back in the days, you know, before Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. And, you know. Uh, so I raced back, drive back home, was, uh, you know, back from Boston and uh, sitting in my studio. And I got like, I've got actually footage of my little daughter. She's 29 years old now. I can't believe it's been 29 years. Uh, she was a year old. You know, she's sitting there, she's playing with paints in my studio and everything. And I've got her, uh, you know, videotaping and doing that. So I started sketching an idea and I thought, okay, um, being a fan, I always try to put myself in the position of the fans of the band. If, if I'm a Yes fan or I'm a Black Sabbath fan or a Deep Purple fan, there's a there's certain uh, Iron Maiden fan, there's certain expectations of what you like about your band and what you want to see. Mm. So I put myself in that situation. So I started sketching out, and then I thought, you know, I know how it's going to look in color. I'm like, these guys, they're just they're not going to get this, you know, they're, they're not going to understand, you know, 
showed him a pencil sketch. I'm thinking, okay, the sky's going to be blue and it's going to be. So I did this really tiny little painting about maybe four by four inches, you know, almost five by five, you know, literally almost postcard size, little mini painting about this big. And, uh, you know, full color, you know, rendition of what I wanted. And I, I wanted to give it that bio look as they were recording in, in Florida. Actually, I didn't even know what the album title was going to be. The original album title was going to be uh, Greetings from Jupiter because they were, because they were recording in Jupiter, Florida at the, at the studio. It's, that was going to be the title originally. I, that, that's all I knew. I didn't even have a title. So uh, I race back, bring it, you know, show it to Bert. Bert looks and say, oh, this is great. Oh, wait. Okay. I'm going I'm to show this to Dickie. This is fantastic. Goes, okay. All right. All right. Listen. All right. So go back home. I'll call you. I'll let you know what's going on. I'm like, oh, all right. Great. So I drive back home. But a day later, I get a phone call from the manager. He's like, fantastic. They love it. They Everybody thinks this is fan great. All right. So uh, tomorrow, you know, get it down to Epic Records. Uh, let's get moving, right? Layouts. I said, what do you mean layouts? He goes, yeah, we're ready to go. I'll give you the credits and that's it. I said, well, yeah, but I'm going to do the cover. He goes, what do you mean you're going to do the cover? I said, Bert, that was, that was five by five inch drawing. That's not the actual album cover. He goes, it's not? I said, no. He goes, oh, geez. <laughs> you know, he goes, I thought that was it. I said, no. <laughs> that was like an example I gave you, man. And he's like, oh, I, all right. How long do you need to get a painting done? I said, well, I, I go, you got a week. You got a week. He goes, get it done. Um, he goes, look, uh, they're going to be up here rehearsing for the tour. So get it done. Drive up here. Show to them. You know, we'll go from there. I'm like, uh, all right. Uh, so. I, I that's so I painted the originals uh, about thirty by forty inches. It's actually hanging my wall up here, right there. Um, the original painting. So I I did the painting. I mean, I I worked like every night. You know, it's, it's by hand, right? right? I pack up the thing. I drive up there. It was a, a, a warehouse on the outskirts of Boston where they were rehearsing. They had rented a warehouse. It was really cool because, man, I walk in, you know, and it's just you're kind of taken back by the moment. You know, there's 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 Greg Ullman and there's Dickie Betts and, you know, it's just, it's just a legend American band. You know, I mean, I, it's just it's incredible to see these guys when I'm sitting a foot away from them. You know, uh, they're just sitting there they're playing. So Bert comes up to me, goes, listen, grab this painting. He goes to me and uh, <clears throat> go to the next room, set up at the wall. Sit there. Don't say a word. I'll bring them in one by one so they approve it, so they don't argue with each other. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> he sits with me. So he's bringing in one by one, you know, and Greg comes in. You know, Greg, what do you think? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, this is good. You know, I like this. That's great, you know. And, and Butch Trucks and J-Mo, you know, the key guys. And the last one to come in was Dickie. And that was, you know, Dickie was, it was Dickie's idea, so I'm a little nervous, you know. Take so you come say ah, oh. hey Bert. He goes to him. This says to me where it all begins, and that's the first time I heard the title. Uh. That's I know, that was going to tell that thing. And then Dickie turns around. He just gives you this this hug. You know, it was like great. And he's like, you know, he never got my name right. It was like Janusz. Fantastic <laughs> word. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like hey, cool man. It's pretty great. Anyways, well, this was going on right while well, they were coming in. Bert 
leans over to me and he goes to me, listen, um, this is great that they will like it. I love it. I just want to mention something. This thing you got up here right now, this looks nothing at all like the comp that you sent me. And he was right because since I brought the comp and I left it with him, I did everything by memory. So, but the only thing they had in common was a mushroom. Everything had changed. <laughs> the sky, the, the, the foliage, the background, everything. At first, like, well, listen, they like it. They don't know. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you know, let's just go with it. And uh, so then uh, I guess the first gig was in Poughkeepsie, New York. So I, I remember they gave me the credits. I did the layouts and I brought them. I went to the concert up in Poughkeepsie and the backstage they got to see, you know, the layout to approve the credits and how it was going to look and everything and delivering it to Epic. And uh, it's, it's been an amazing experience. I mean, I just, um, and that was that. Uh, and it what just I took love a, is. And then I it just took a life of its own. It just took a life of its own. Fans have responded to it. Uh, he used his backdrops, animated T-shirts, posters, prints. Uh, people have approached me at Allman Brothers concerts, this guy backstage recognized who I was and takes his shirt off and he's got the whole artwork painting tattooed on the back oh. in his back. And he's like, what do you think of that? I'm like, oh, I said, man, I, you know, you really thank you for suffering from my art. I mean, that must have really hurt <laughs> in the detail. You know, women on their thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was just, it's just amazing. I, I guess just to finish this part, my probably my uh, probably the best moment that I that it hit me, I enjoyed was uh, they invited me to the Beacon Theater concerts. You know, usually when they used to play, you know, they do the run in March, the March Madness, and uh, late in the two hundred nine. I think it's in the if you buy the DVD live at the Beacon, you'll you'll see it. The artwork is there, but. Um, uh, they have a, a, a section up on stage a little to the left of Butch Trucks where they have friends and family hanging on, on really right on the stage, right? So they had me there. So I was sitting maybe about three, four feet away from Butch, you know, every now and uh, they they hit the stage. I mean, of course, the place sold out every night. They hit the stage. And I just, I hear this massive roar as they open up. And then I realize the really the roaring is this massive projection of my painting went up behind them. And it was just... Uh, I just kind of backed up against the you know, monitors and just up against the amplifier stacks. And it was just, uh, it was that moment, man. I almost teared up. It was like, wow, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I, I remember Kirk West went up to me and said, hey, welcome to the family, son. He said to me, <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. Well, it's a perfect uh, culmination of the organic fantasy, science fiction. I just, it just got it all. Um, and some of your paintings remind me of um, a style I always loved from remember those science fiction books you see in um, shops they were like uh, dime novels or um, you you know what I'm talking about right oh absolutely I mean uh, in the, in the mid, mid 70s you know I yeah was, I, was, I was a teen growing up I mean but you had more color to the past. Yeah, that was my that was pretty much my influence was comic book artists. Yeah. So that those eerie and creepy magazines and Frank Frazetta's artwork and Boris and Michael Whelan. Uh, of course, Roger Dean was my idol. You know, uh, Roddy Matthews. 
um, those guys were the pioneers. And I, I mean, those guys were my Salvador Dali and my, uh, you know, Maxwell Parrish. I mean, I, I appreciate those guys too. When I went to art school, but those guys to me my, were my real heroes. They created these incredible worlds, you know. I mean, it was just, and uh, and 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 rock music uh, perfectly fused with that with that world, you know. I mean, it was you know it was, it was that time period, the mid seventies, right? You know, J.R. Tolkien. I mean, every band was doing takeoffs of Lord of the Rings, you mm-hmm. know, Uriah Heep, even Led Zeppelin, uh, even Black Sabbath, and. Uh, and the artwork that was used, and yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. That was that was a, that was my influence. That was my. I thought I was going to be a comic book artist. That's that that was my goal. Well, so, it works up to this day with uh, the new Alan Parsons from the New World, right? Uh, yeah, that was that was that was a great experience. That it it works with uh, this this fantasy um, where it feels like it's it's a new world. Um, Maybe you can explain how it was like uh, working with Alan, who's you know a big name in the industry. Obviously, everything from being behind the console for Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon to doing Alan Parsons' project, and he's still continuing today. So don't forget the Beatles, Letter P. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was. I mean, boy, talk about getting a, a gig. You're 18 years old, and you're working with the Beatles. I mean, you can't get any better than that. And uh, working at, at Abbey Road Studios and just, you know, I, Kate Bush, Pink Floyd, I mean, they, it come through his hands. It was just, what an experience. Um, well, I, I, you know, again, uh, I, I, I grew up I, listening. I mean, Alan Parsons was in the soundtrack in the back. Um, very popular. I was in awe of his, of his stuff, what he did. I mean, obviously his production work was unbelievable. And uh, and then his own music became its own legend. I mean, it 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 got into the fabric of society. I I think the um, I mean right down to the what's it the uh, the Chicago Bulls, right? That's their theme. It's the opening of Cyrus. Oh, I didn't and, know. And that. the Bulls would come on the court. They would play that that riff. You know, it's like right up there with the how everybody plays. We will rock you all the time. Oh. You know, uh, so really popular piece of music and. Uh, uh, being a fan also of the artist uh, album cover designer uh, Storm Thurgensen and Hypnosis, uh, you know, uh, who also did all the Pink Floyd covers. I uh, again, I it, it was just great to combine. So it, it uh, I, I had done work for a friend of mine, a musician, uh, David Manessian, and he's friends with Alan, and uh, he told me he was. Uh, interested in, he was working on a new project. Um, originally, he had me submit ideas uh, for a live album that Alan was putting out from a tour he had done a couple of years previously. Uh, Alan decided to go with, with a photographic cover. And I thought, well, well, that's the end of that. You know I mean? It doesn't happen. I, but he started recording the new album and the art that I showed it showed had made such an impression on him that uh, he called up David and he asked of me by name, like, can you get that guy Johannes? Does he have anything? I loved what he did, which I was stunned to hear, <laughs> to be honest with you. And he gets called and he goes, what do you have? And I, I just, again, it's, you know, sometimes I have the luxury of being able to work something through. 
other times it's 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 a Chinese fire drill, and it was basically we need something for the next forty eight hours. And uh, there was a piece of art that I had started, and um, I showed that to Alan, and he loved it. He thought it perfectly fit the title of the album. I heard some of the music and inspired me, and then I started being a fan and incorporating things in there that Alan Parsons fans would identify with. So mm. there's the pyramid, there is yeah, the okay. uh, there's the eye, uh, the Egyptian symbol, the eye, which is from yeah. uh, from the album uh, Eye in the Sky. So mm -hmm. you can find it embedded in the pyramid. Uh, there's a shot of New York City. And uh, and then, of course, Alan is standing in the picture. There's a picture of him. And he's within the painting looking at the pyramid. If you look carefully, that's Alan with his top hat on. And it's cut out. So uh, representing you, the viewer, looking at the image. And the whole thing just really started to come together. And... Uh, once again, I, I when I create a, a piece of art, what I'm shooting for is I, I, I'm trying to 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 um, to represent aesthetically the music of the band, but I want to give create an atmosphere, create a, a, a put the listener and the fan in that place. So it's almost like the music is the soundtrack to the picture or the picture is the movie poster to the soundtrack. Uh, that's what I try to do. And if you listen to the opening 30 to 60 seconds of that album, and you look at that painting, it, it, it perfectly jives. It perf I, I, I think it puts you in this, or I'm trying to put you in that headspace. And uh, judging from the barrage of emails and responses, from the fan base, um, it worked. Right. Believe me, fans are pretty, pretty, pretty forward. If yeah. they don't like something, they'll mention it. <laughs> you know, which is very def ego deflating. You know, you may think it's great, and we just a couple of years like oh, this thing sucks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then you're done. And then you're done with it, man. But <laughs> especially but, the anonymous world of social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, then you don't want to be the guy who's recognized in a concert and throwing grapefruits at you or something. You know? uh, but uh, but they loved it. And uh, Alan loved it so much. Um, he was all for, uh, we did a, uh, uh, with the Hyper Gallery in the UK, uh, we did a limited edition print of hmm. the cover art. And Alan has done this before. So it's hand signed by me and Alan. We only did 100 prints. Which are you know if you go to hypergallery.com you'll see them they're for sale to celebrate this and uh, currently I'm doing I'm animating the artwork which Helen can use as a backdrop awesome. forms so it's uh, so it's it's really kind of cool man it's it's it's, it's a really great thing uh, uh, we'll see uh, there's some other things she's talking about going uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of long for the ride, you know. <laughs> just... Well, it's a brand new album. We just got it in the uh, Goldmine shop. I mean, it's a brand new album. But let's talk about something that's a little, it's a little similar. I mean, um, 1999's, it's called Brave New World by Styx. And 
I like this piece of art because I, I mean I don't know if the concept is after Aldo Huxley's novel Brave New World. I don't know, but I don't know if they gave you a concept. But I like the fact that this in, it seems like an indigenous uh, woman uh, from the natural world is staring out and seeing this sort of complex modern uh, landscape. And she's just kind of staring at it, like not knowing what to make out of it. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know if they, if you got that from listening to some of the album, because the album, it's a, it's a strange album because I think even you pointed it out to me. Uh, one side is Dennis uh, DeYoung, um, you know, and the other side is the hard rock and Tommy Shaw. Um, you know, it's kind of makes like a, a schizophrenic kind of feel, which kind of is kind of like the album art where this this per person from the natural world is looking at the modern world. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, here's uh, I'll give you a scoop here on your on your uh, thing about that that piece of art. Uh, that not not even six fans know. Um, so you will be right here on your podcast. You're gonna know. <laughs> so that art dates yeah. back to 1985. Huh. Uh, so I did. I had just I did my first professional album cover. You know that was released by a label in 1983. Uh, and by 1984, I had got because of that artwork. I had gotten a gig at Lieber and Krebs which was like the management company. And they started using me for all kinds of stuff. And they started to try me out and they set up some meetings for me. I got to meet some people and started showing my portfolio around. So I, as I was painting a cover for a band called Heaven for Paul O'Neill, who went on later to manage Sabotage, which morphed to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, uh, they set up a meeting at Polygram, and I went to Polygram Records because they were friends with them, and I showed them my portfolio, and the the vice president of A&R is who I met with. His name was Jim Lewis, and God bless his soul. Uh, he's passed away a couple of years ago. But Jim was just a great guy, great friend, and I've done a ton of work for him, but that's a whole other story for another day. Uh, and Jim told me um, he was handling all the hard metal and prog site for Polygram, a lot of the stuff that he's saying. So he told me he's got a brand new project he's put together and he wanted me to submit ideas. And when I asked what the project was, he said it's ELP. So I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Emerson, he goes, no, no, uh, it's Emerson Lake and Cozy Powell because Carl Popper <laughs> was still with Asia. I was oh, like, oh, okay. It's it goes, but it's it's still gonna be the LP, it's gonna be great. So uh once again I asked, is there a title? And there was no title, but he said, you know, you know what ELP is all about. Blow me away, give me some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ran home and I did these three paintings. Um one of the three paintings was that one specifically. Because the woman is, you know, because they have they have a huge following in, in Japan, so I did this this Japanese girl uh, in a sort of a futuristic Tokyo world in the future, you know, uh, you know, like see, like there's, a, there's like a natural garden going on in there, oh. and so 
was a really perfect idea. So anyways, I brought the hour back and Jim was over the moon with it. He liked it. Um, he showed it to the band. I thought they, they liked it. So look, it was going to be a go. I thought this was going to be my big break. This was going to be it. I was going to be a world famous overnight. Um, and last second, they decided to, do, to keep the whole project in-house. And they just used an idea from one of the in-house art directors. Of course, I was crushed, you know, uh, put the paintings away. Incidentally, later on, a couple of months later, is when I did my first project for Fate's Warning, The Spectre Within, the painting. Yeah. Also. Uh, back in those days, I, wasn't, I didn't even know how to do layouts or anything. All I did was paintings and logos, and that was it. Um, so I had those things. Two of those covers became covers for the, the Canadian rock band Saga. Both of those became oh. covers for Saga, uh, two of the three. That one had a line around. So uh, once again, with Sticks, I had done their live album. It went over really well with them. They were excited. So when they went in to record their first studio album in like 10 years, it was 1999, once again, they came with me, but again, there was a huge rush. And they said, do you have something you can submit? I said, what's the title? They said, Brave New World. And I looked at the painting sitting there on my wall. I go, that could probably work. Yeah. So I did that, and I did another piece, uh, which wound up being the single. And I submitted both, and Tommy and JY immediately went right for that piece of art. Right. Dennis wanted the art for the single as the cover, and it was one of, of 10 other things that we're arguing about during that time. So we'd be getting calls from, from you know, JY and from the management saying, no, 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 that's what's going to be. And then we get a call from Dennis DeYoung going, don't you dare use that. This is what it's going to be. It's going to be that other thing designed because that's brilliant. That's not good. And, you know, it was just, it was a nutty time, but, but it happened, but uh, it does, you know, it does fit the, uh, it is based, the whole album was based on Elvis Huxley's oh. novel, and, it, and you're right about that, and it, and to them it made perfect sense, it totally fit their concept, what they wanted to do, it had yeah. a rock and roll edge to it, it was sci-fi fantasy, but it wasn't, it was sort of like semi-prog, which is what they are, you know, yeah. uh, it, it made, it, and they wanted the other one that I had done had more of a Mr. Roboto look to it, which they mm -hmm. wanted nothing to do with the other guys. <laughs> you know? Right. They, yeah. Yeah. It went more modern. It went, and then that's, that's how that went down. But uh, that's what happened with six. And it, yeah, it, I, saw, it I almost looked like, you know, the woman was like, like a Gauguin character, you know, and, yeah, yeah, she was wearing like a, a Japanese kimono. Yeah, but she, yeah. she was going to win the bottom. She was naked from the waist up. Yeah, so that's why I thought Gauguin. Looking forward, right? Uh, you know, we don't want to shot the world. And of course, she's got, you know, the, the Japanese hairstyle and everything. But yeah. it is, it, I mean, and of course, you know, inside the apartment, she's got like a natural pond going on and foliage. And, yeah. you know, it, it was kind of a, it was almost like a, she's almost like in a terrarium, you know, looking out into a very cold world, you know. And well, gold uh, miners will have to pay attention. There might be a surprise. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They'll be kind of cool. <laughs> so, uh, well, so Six and I was touring for their 50th anniversary tour with, uh, uh, along with uh, Loverboy and, and Ario Speedwagon. 
Uh, and they're just, it was an incredible tour. They're doing great. And uh, I thought that was the end of that chapter when I finished that stuff. And then I got the call from them and uh, the Hyper Gallery again. And Hyper Gallery just released, uh, as you're aware, a series of limited edition prints of oh. their album covers. So both that album cover and the uh, Return to Paradise that mm -hmm. I had done, the live one, um, so we, we did a hundred prints of each and they're for sticks fans out there. Uh, you go, they're okay. numbered and they're hand signed by me and they're hand signed by all the members of sticks. So that is really a extremely cool collectible to have of, of a legendary band. I mean, great. I go walk into your living room and there's a piece of art and it's hand signed by every member of the band, you know, uh, yeah, from that record. And uh, of course, you know, and yours truly of the artist. And um, are you, you know, working on? I know we're gonna be doing something cool with Goldman, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. that, we'll get to that uh, in another spot. But what okay. what are you working okay, on cool. now? Uh, what are we working on now? Yeah, what's going on now? What's what's up next? Um, oh land. boy, uh, there's a lot happening. Um, there's I'm doing a. Um, uh, well, the first thing that's going on is there's a psychedelic <laughs> getting oh, back to the Allman Brothers in Toronto, Canada. Um, at the end of September, there's going to be a psychedelics immersion exhibition going on. Mm. Um, it gets us the history of psychedelic drugs and psychedelics, and including the music and the art that was influenced by it. And uh, the Omen Brothers painting will be front and center as nice. one of those things. So uh, you'll be able to, I think it's going to be on for about three months, and you'll be able to, you know, to walk in and, you know, there it is, could be animated and floating around you. And there's a, one of the, the Omen Brother prints, uh, you know, hand colored print, uh, a beautiful reproduction I've done, is there uh, for you to see. And uh, so there's that. So I'm very excited about that. I think I'm going to be going up there to make an appearance. Uh, I just um, working on two new heavy metal uh, album covers uh, for two bands. What uh, one I just finished? It's the band Trauma, which is for the metalheads out there in the community. This was the band that Cliff Burton of uh, Metallica. Oh. That was his band. Yeah, uh, and then he left those guys, and you know he went to join Metallica. So the band has uh, reformed. They sound amazing, and they came to me, and they wanted a, a a new, fresh kind of look, so to speak. I heard of the album; I thought it was cool. I liked the whole connection with Cliff Burton because you know I, love, I like Metallica; I think they're a great band. And uh, I agreed to do the project, so that album was hitting the stores on September the nineteenth, I believe. Mm. It's got real lavish uh, artwork. Um, you know, it's a gay full album colored vinyl, the whole shebang. Uh, the next one I'm doing, I'm not at liberty to talk about That's yet, <laughs> um, but it is a metal band okay. and uh, they're pretty popular. And uh, also project with, uh, another project on Parsons, which I'm not at liberty to talk about. And uh, so we have that happening. I have an exhibition of my artwork up at Cape Cod Ooh. at the music room. Um, the night of the exhibit, Vanilla Fudge is playing. 
so that'd be kind of cool thing. I mean, I you know I know those guys when I was a kid, but it's great to go see them, and uh, it'll be fun that they're going to be. You know, I I'm going to get up on stage and I'll talk about my work. I'm going to show some of my stuff. Then they're going to hit the stage, they'll play, and the gallery is part of the venue. Uh, so you can walk into the gallery and look at all the artwork and uh, enjoy it. And you're welcome to come, Pat. I'll set you up if you want to come oh. up. It's going to be a lot of fun, you know. It's in October, so um, I'll be up there. Uh, but the, probably one of the biggest things that I'm doing right now is um, I'm doing NFTs, uh, which if you guys uh, uh, are aware of is basically, for lack of a better word, is... Uh, digital artwork that you could purchase with cryptocurrency of some of the most famous pieces of art the company is called music art they're out of uh, london uh, they're a german uh, london company and they what they specialize is is doing a digital uh, nfts of famous album cover art authentic mm. uh, album cover art i mean they just did the Jimi hendrix stuff i'll be texting with you all right. I'll talk to you soon, my man. All right. Take care, Patrick. Excellent. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.